Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me today. Today, I got some data. Loving the data I'm finding lately. I like finding studies. Again, I like getting away from the anecdotal uh, you know, stuff, opinions. I want data. I want people who do research to show me what they're finding in the market because data drives actions and behavior. So here's a study that was done by the RAIN Group, and it's under the uh, topic of what sales winners do differently. What sales winners do differently by the RAIN Group. Now, this study uh, is interesting because it talks about the top 10 factors top 10 things that separate great salespeople from not-so-great salespeople in a B2B process. So again, let me frame that in a business-to-business type of selling situation where it's a more complex sale than a simple sale, not transactional, more complex. Here are the 10 factors that the RAIN Group found that influence whether you'll be a winner or a, dare I say it, loser. So here are the 10 things they found the best of the best salespeople do in a B2B situation to win more deals and achieve their quota. Number one, they were able to educate the client on new ideas and perspectives. They were able to educate customers on new ideas and perspectives. Now, this makes sense. Because if you read the Challenger sale, which is also an empirical study, that was one of the things. When they talk about the customer experience, they talk about customers today want you to educate them, help them make decisions, guide them a little bit. Number two, collaborated with me. Oh, this is a good one. Collaborated with me. That's what customers are looking for. They don't want you to tell them what they need to buy. They want you to basically sit down with them and collaborate on maybe what needs to be done. Have an exchange of ideas and information. Collaborate. One of the things I used to do when I was in engineering and I got into sales is that I would always use whiteboards. And as I would design a network, I would always invite my prospect or customer to come up and basically help me draw the network out. They would say something like this, Victor, you know, I like what you're drawing there, but it seems to be missing, you know, let's say this transmitter there, or, you know, we need to put some type of tower top amplifier here. I would just say, well, why don't we do this? I say, here, let me hand you the pen, the marker, and why don't you draw what you're kind of seeing? And I knew that if I can get them up there to draw with me, the chances of me closing the deal just went up. So I buy this one. Number three, persuaded me that we would achieve the results. Ooh, this one's good. The salesperson persuaded me that we would achieve results. Now, let's think about this one. On the surface, the statement sounds innocuous, but it's really powerful. See, customers look to you to see how confident you are that your solution can help them. Let me say it again because that's too important not to get. Customers are looking at you to see how confident you are that your solution can help them. What they're looking for is certainty in your eyes, in your tone, in your voice, that what you're saying is really going to help them. That's what's going to push them over the line. I love that. Number four, it's an easy one. Listen to me. The salesperson listened to me. And again, this is the toughest thing we have to do in selling is listening. You know, studies have been shown that 
when salespeople first start out, they do exceptionally well. In other words, they just really seem to kill it. Then once they get into their groove, their sales start to drop off. And one theory, again, I've not seen the data to support this theory, but here's one theory, is that in the beginning, they're asking more questions because they don't know a lot about the product or service or maybe about the customer. So what they'll do is they'll ask more questions. In other words, get the customer to talk more. But once they're good at pitching, selling, positioning, they start listening less and talking more. So I, this, I feel this one. you got to listen to your customers. Number five, understood my needs. Again, that's empathy right there. You know I talk about empathy a lot. you got to feel the customer's pain. you got to know where they're coming from. And look beyond the obvious. Don't just look at solving their immediate problems. Look at how they, they're impacted if the product or project doesn't go off well. What happens to them? Really dig beneath the surface, uh, beneath the surface to really figure out, you know, what's holding them back? What are their true concerns? Kind of think iceberg. You know, the 10% you're going to see, that's what they're going to tell you. But underneath the surface of the water, there are other concerns that maybe they're not sharing. But if you listen well and you drag that out of them, once you understand them, you can empathize with them more effectively. Also, number six, help me avoid potential pitfalls. This is an obvious one. It ties back into the earlier one, educate me. They want you to help them avoid potential pitfalls. They want you to say things like, look, Mr. Customer, I know that you're really anxious about putting that system in place, but let me walk you through the process another company went through and the problems they had. And this is why I'm going to suggest that you don't do this. Again, this is what customers want to hear. They want to hear that authenticity. Number seven, crafted a complete solution or a compelling solution. And again, when you craft a compelling solution is, again, they want that certainty. They want to know that this is going to work. When you look at a B2B sales, I mean, a sales process, we could be talking something that's, you know, easily half a million dollars, a million dollars, maybe five, 10, 20, 30 million dollars. So if you're crafting a proposal, you got to make it compelling and you got to make sure that that solution that you're providing is compelling. Number eight, depicted purchasing process accurately. In other words, show them how it's going to work. Show them the process. Mr. Customer, here's what's going to happen because that's what people want to hear. Look, if I'm going to buy from you, I want to know what the sequence of events are going to be. How is this going to work? How is this going to happen? What are some of the benchmarks that you need to hit? Number nine, connected with me personally. Ah, That's kind of an obvious one, but it's number nine. We should always try to connect again at a personal level. And I think you get there by being authentic, always telling the truth, and really trying to have a good dialogue, an honest and open dialogue with your customers. Last but not least, the overall value from the company is superior to other options. Now, the overall value from the company is superior to other options. This is what I'm reading, that your company as a whole has to provide enough value beyond the product that a customer says, I want to work with you. I want to work with your company. I believe in your company. I believe in your brand. I believe in your integrity. You could be charging me a little more, but guess what? I want to work with you. Have you ever bought something from a company knowing that you could have gotten it cheaper somewhere else? but you still bought from that company and you paid a little more. Why? Because you believed in them. You knew they were looking out for your best interest. So there you have it. The top 10 things salespeople do, the best of the best do, 
to achieve and exceed quota. So again, what I want you to do with this podcast, hit the rewind button, listen to it a few times, and make sure that these 10 steps or these 10 rules become part of your 10 commandments, if I can say it that way. And this becomes your guiding principle when talking to your customers. And that is it for this Sales Influence Podcast. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, check out my online sales training platform, the Sales Mastery Academy. Again, we're now up to almost 44 courses, almost 400 videos, my 13 books. So if you're serious about increasing your sales ability, go to salesmasteracademy.us. That's salesmasteracademy.us. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.